0: I think that's the Chase Albee story. I'm not hungry. I could go for a slice is absolutely the Chase Albee story. <laughs> there's, There's no state of being where I'm not ready for a slice. Might have been the greatest songstress of the late '90s slash Whoa. early 2000s. <laughs> wow, man, that is a that is a take within the first like five seconds. Just saying, our our takes on on video games are not very hot, but our takes yeah. on on anything else scorching. So David and I, before the pod, uh, we came up with a one-time ritual. To prepare for the pod, which is listen to Dido's "Thank You." Uh, specifically, I was listening to Dido's "Thank You" on my end, and David was also singing Dido's "Thank You" on his end, which sort of just a cacophonous <laughs> mess coming through on my end. Chase got a double blast. I did get the the coveted double blast, but uh, whew, the the best songstress of the '90s. we like Lauren Hill is there, man. What are we I supposed mean, to I do? I think I think I'm just high on Dido right now. I'll probably yeah, regret saying this eventually. I'm probably yeah. starting to regret it at, at right now, actually. <laughs> but it just it just felt right in the moment, you know? It just felt yeah. right. Listen, thank you is moving. And the music video is a lot. And we we mentioned that Dido does have sort of the combination of Titus and Yuna's haircut from Final Fantasy Tevin. It's seven. Ten. Tevin. Tevin. Uh, Because, yeah, you guessed it. Hey, it's video game podtimism. We're still talking about video games. It's the Optimus Video Game Variety Show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. Uh, My name is Chase. My name is David. Is Final Fantasy Tevin where Titus (laughs) takes down Shinra? Is that what happens? The multiverse is like a a very powerful thing. I've been playing so much Kingdom Hearts that like lore reasons for someone going to another worlds are so thin right now that mm. you could definitely put Titus in Final Fantasy 7 I don't think sure. Tetsuya Nomura would bat an eye at all. We just got to do Final Fantasy Engage. Whew, David, I, I gotta, I gotta talk to you about Engage. <laughs> <laughs> I got some. I figured I was gonna of, be rocking the boat there when I said that. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's so much to talk about with this game. <laughs> Which we will get to. We will get to that. Hey, have you been playing video games, David? I have been. Have not been playing anything super new or crazy than what sure. I have been? Yeah. I've still been playing Cyberpunk 2077. Really enjoying it, honestly still. It's yeah. it's fun. There are definitely some weird things that happen now again as like cosmetic stuff or you know just how people walk through levels or uh, how cutscenes play out sometimes it's like why are you over there? I think you should be <laughs> over here with me right now. Yeah. But other than that, like I I think it's a it's a really well-crafted story and game. I'm really enjoying it and I'm glad I waited. To 2 years for them to sort things out to the point where it's just a fun a fun city and place to go and romp around in and enjoy. Is it, it, it definitely Johnny Hill Silverhand is very grating as a character yeah, still. It's tough. <laughs> Never have I ever disliked Keanu so much. It's so bizarre, man. Like it would it, it's just like a a actor I really like and mm-hmm. seems like a very cool dude but I just loathe the character that he's playing. Yeah. It's a very surface level criticism of capitalism, but eh, yeah, you know, they're still they're still criticizing it. So I'm still like kind of okay with it. Sure, but they could have done they could have done more with that portion of it. But I digress. It's still a fun game, cool visuals, yeah. really great atmosphere. I think the atmosphere is the best thing about the game for sure, even more than like the city itself. Is just how it it evokes that feeling of being in this dystopian corporate hellscape. I'm with you that that is the thing that I keep thinking about when I'm like since I've kind of not been playing it as much it's just like mm-hmm. the soaking in the vibe of it is is pretty pretty nice yeah when, when you're able to do it so it's cool it's interesting what radio station do you use uh, yeah. controversial answer david mm. radio is off whenever i'm playing this game radio is off I'm not listening to music when I'm driving around. Chase, I think that is <laughs> that is that is an indicator of of being a psychopath, I think, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I just for whatever reason, I've been doing this for a while actually. When I played Grand Theft Auto Five, I didn't listen to very much music on the radio either. I don't know why it it's like too much it's just too much you just need to focus on the driving so here's the thing i'm either usually fast traveling i usually don't like drive from one end of the map to the other or it's mm. like a story cutscene at which point i really don't want the radio on sure cuz like i don't know i need like there's something about either my ears are getting worse or like i've always had audio processing issues or something but like sure I need to be able to read or really hear what someone is saying to like comprehend what is going on. Gosh, gotcha. yeah. So like no radio. And even when i even when I do end up just driving somewhere, I'm like, eh, we can just turn that off. Mm-hmm. I don't need any of that unless there, there have been a few times when you slap on the, the jazzy station because like those cats are cooking in there man. They're really <laughs> those moving. cats are cooking. That's yeah. the only one I use. Yeah. That's the only it's one good. I use because I agree that the 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 very intense industrial techno music mm-hmm. is a lot to just try to be vibing <laughs> with in this game whereas the jazz I'm like okay it's rainy out and I'm just driving through this dystopian hellscape and I'm, yeah. I'm chilling right now. It's great. What's the, uh, what are the like group of people who like have hacked themselves so much that they're like kind of almost not human anymore? The cyber psychos? No, not the ones who have like lost their mind in some way or another, but like those guys who have like just one big red eye in the middle of their head. There's like a name for them. Those guys, whenever you go to like (laughs) their, (laughs) whenever you go to their hideout, it makes sense why that kind of music would be playing, right? Like it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like these dudes are really into this like weird industrial music, but I don't need it on the radio. I don't need it in there that much. Yeah, I don't need it everywhere in the game. I agree. Yeah, but That's a fun game. Yeah, it is. Also, Chase, do you need to get like a sound bar or something to to get the the better audio, like dialogue quality from your TV? So another weird take. I'm usually not playing with the TV sound on. I'm usually playing with headphones on. Headphones. That's not a weird take. I think that's pretty common nowadays. Because like if if I want to exist in the same room as my partner and like not have Johnny Silverhand talking about his hog. Than like, I need to be able to put on headphones, which is something he does a lot more than I would expect. Keanu. Johnny Hawk hands over here. <laughs> Johnny Hawk hands is a tough, <laughs> tough name. <laughs> It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> why Why do you ask? I mean, I just made a big difference for when I got a sound bar that the audio, uh, the dialogue audio, like the voices were just mm. way clearer at that point. It's definitely true when I'm watching like TV. Mm-hmm. I watched two things in the last week. This is a total aside and the wrong podcast, but mm. I watched both. The first episode of The Last of Us, which I enjoyed a lot. It's definitely like the video game. Mm-hmm. Also, finally, after so much hemming and hawing, uh, finally got to watch everything everywhere all at once, uh, which Ooh. was a shocking experience david so good hog hands it's like that's it's like the the hot dog fingers shit yeah you're totally right i wonder if that's what triggered that in my brain Um, maybe but that's what i was thinking when i said johnny hog hands was everything everywhere all the ones with the hot dog fingers fingers. yeah that was a wild movie but the dialogue was much clearer with soundbar sounded great oh you have one yeah i do have a soundbar cool anyways Back to the video games. <laughs> Back to the video games. Yeah. Sorry for this interruption. I'm also still playing Dark Souls Remastered. Have you made um, it through Blighttown? I have not. Blighttown sucks. <laughs> it's Blighttown really rough, man. Blighttown is mean. I'll just yeah. be walking along thinking I've killed everybody. And then a, a, a flaming doggy will come up yeah. behind me and one shot me with his breath. Just either kill you or push you off the edge. Yeah, oh my god. That, like that first little bridge as the, for the entrance to Blight Town, and that big guy just comes over and I'm just trying yeah. to block and he just knocks me right off. <laughs> so many times, so many times. So I many started times just running from him just running right past him i stopped fighting him after a certain take point. so many hits to die i like have to yeah. backstab him like four or five times for him to die like <laughs> what is going on here am i not doing something right do i get like less attack power if i'm cursed as well like what what is happening or is this just blight town it, it's it's kind of just blight town it may be like where you are in the game versus like your build at the moment is like not lining up correctly or like well enough for it to be easier mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure after this point especially if you get to an orlando which i don't think you're very far from there's like some easier places to get some like pretty big guys that you can fight to get a lot of souls at once Mm. but yeah i think at that very moment it's kind of a tough spot and i yeah i think you just got to get to the bottom of fucking blight town man i'm getting there i'm making my way uh it's just frustrating it's just frustrating no it's it's like genuinely i don't think a good part of that game (laughs) i think it's a bad part of dark souls yeah i haven't had too much trouble with like the poison that people talk about I feel like my resistance is kind of high because I was sure. I just heard so much about blight. I'm like, I don't want to, have to deal with that. Yeah. So I just keep on putting the resistant points into resistance. But maybe I should have been putting them into my strength and dexterity instead, which is why it's taking me so many hits to, to take these guys down. Anyways, yeah. I digress. It's still sure. fun. I tried to I tried to look up a walkthrough guide. It Was on my phone, and apparently I need reading glasses. So and they're not <laughs> here yet, and it was just hurting my eyes, and I couldn't deal with it. Whoa. Okay. I was just like, walkthrough is out. The walkthrough is out. I can't see my phone right now. I'm just <laughs> just gonna do it. The old-fashioned way. Wait, so Dark Souls prompted you to get glasses? Kind of. Yeah. Whoa. Actually, it was it was studying for my test. Okay. <laughs> it was studying for my test, and then my girlfriend Mallory, she has reading glasses, and I put those on when I was reading. I'm like, oh, this is so much easier. Yeah. And then I went to the to the eye doctor, the optometrist, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you need glasses. You're farsighted. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> So I'm going to get those it's, bad boys in a couple weeks. That first pair of glasses really hits different because it's such a gradual, unless you like have really bad vision kind of from the jump, like it's it for people who used to have okay vision. It's like, what what the fuck? Why am I not able to see anymore? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't strike you that like maybe my vision has gotten worse because is it is such a slow degradation. Yep. And then you put one single pair on, you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. I understand what my issue was this whole goddamn time. Yeah. And it's just like the strain goes away so fast. Yes, that's like the, that's head the biggest stopped. thing. It's just like, oh my eyes are relaxed. Yeah. This is great. I just thought I had to squint a lot to see far away was my my thing. People just thought Chase was very smoldering in the corner. Yeah, always always got my Riz face on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just he just couldn't fucking see. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, why is driving why is driving at night so difficult? Right. Oh, that yeah. became an issue. I was like, yes. I'm just having trouble focusing on cars at night. That's not good. Yeah. Take me to the <laughs> yeah. doctor. Seems like a bad sign. Doctor Man, help. Once I get my once I get my reading glasses though, we're gonna be looking it's, up all it's the walkers my teeny fuckers. tiny phone screen. <laughs> <laughs> my teeny tiny gigantic phone screen so but it's still fun i'm still enjoying dark souls it's just like i think that this is just a rite of passage for the souls born genre style of game just gotta get through Blight Town. for better or worse yeah that seems to be the case if if there was a mod to easily take Blight Town out i would though like if i just didn't have to do it ever again i'd be like yeah i'll definitely play dark souls one again mm-hmm. looking down that barrel every time i'm like no dude i don't think i want to do that today yeah absolutely just like get me just get me through it we're gonna we're gonna get there it'll be fine i I think so. Yeah. Uh not much else. Just like a couple of games of bowling with Mallory still. Sweet. Still kicking my ass. Some games of Mario Kart still fun. Yeah. She's getting better. She's making the podium now pretty consistently. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. 50 CCs. Then we'll go up to 100 and see how it goes. Just keep on chugging. I feel like the the 50 CC start when you're when you've been playing Mario Kart for a while, a while feels really slow, but like you really get to know those maps and like at a certain yeah. point if you're playing 150 or 200 you're like just drifting through the entire course cuz you're like I know these things i know mm-hmm. this map it's no problem it really is a satisfying feeling when you know like when you're thinking three turns ahead in mario kart and you're just hitting all your <laughs> yeah. drifts and avoiding everything in, in your way grabbing the all the coins and all the item boxes perfectly yeah few sensations better in a mario game it's good it's a good video game shockingly and i think that's really all i've been playing this week chase what have you been playing a couple of games so uh yeah the still playing kingdom hearts roll the stinger <laughs> I have not beaten dream drop distance yet. That was the one I playing last time and I'm still continuing to do so. I don't have like a ton to really like note about it other than like, listen, optimism, optimism, just like for like one, like 30 seconds. I need you to leave the room for just a second, just a second. <laughs> Yeah. David, I don't want to play these fucking Pinocchio levels anymore, man. I don't, I don't, I do not care about my boy Pinocchio. What's going on with Pinocchio? He's so bland. He's so boring. It's Mm. the same story every time, David. How many Pinocchio levels? Are there a lot of Pinocchio levels? So I, just in general, in the first one with Monstro, I was like, I don't really care super much about this. I I think Monstro 2, like the actual level design is very, like, samey from one room to the other mm-hmm. but you, you get hit with a lot of Pinocchio in this one and you go to like whatever the like bad the, the, the bad place for bad boys is in Pinocchio. Bad Boy right? Island? Yeah, where they go, like, it's the one where they go to, like, gamble and, like, they turn into donkeys or whatever, which Mm -hmm. is, like, a very, in the actual movie, a very frightening scene, I will say. Oh, terrifying when I was a child. (laughs) Like, came out of nowhere. All all them, like, screaming, turning into animals was horrifying. Like, it looked painful and terrible. Yeah. But uh, in this one, yeah, I'm just like, can we, can we not? Anyway, let me, Optimism, you can come back. It's Okay. So I, I'm I'm like really enjoying it. I really like the arc of the game so far, like just seeing Sora and Riku do their their Keyblade thing. I'm much more interested in most of the Riku stuff. Mm. I think like just his take on things and like what he is struggling with is like more interesting to me. Like he's really engaging with a lot of the shit. Like in, when you go to the grid, the like Tron level, Riku's like talking about how he like mentions like, yeah, I need to like not be so focused on like hard one, one thing. thing. And you miss everything else, and then, the people around you get hurt in the process. Like Xehanort, his single-minded thirst for answers created Ansem. We all have a little of that curiosity in us, so if we're not careful, any one of us could create an Ansem. as the character who is mostly struggling with darkness the most in this series, I just find that way, way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Sora's cool and like clearly I, I was thinking for a little while while playing this, like, is, should I like just not care as much about Sora? But like he's still like a very good little boy. Like he's he's a nice guy. And like most of his what responses, he's like a chill dude, right? Like I don't find him to be grating. He's just like most of his responses are like yeah, let's do the right thing. And I'm like excited for all my friends. And like, I just want to go find my friends. Like, that's not a bad thing at all. I just find Riku's stuff a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. I, th- I-, I think like for a long time when I was playing this series, I just viewed him as like the bad guy as set yeah. up from the like first game mm-hmm. or, you know, comparing him perhaps wrongly to like Vegeta or something like that in Dragon sure. Ball Z. Which there is some of that, right? Like the kind of like maybe antagonist turned friend. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, he's just like a good dude who struggles with like the dark a little bit more than the rest of the cast does. Mm -hmm. Which especially after our talk last week about Star Wars and Kyle Katarn and all that shit, I I find that story more interesting, I think, than than like just the person who is always on the straight and narrow, like has never, never had an issue. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's more interesting to see the person who like maybe was handsome for a second because he gave himself over to the darkness and chain of memories or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I am enjoying that. I am enjoying mm-hmm. that. I also hear that there's kind of a major twist about like what's actually happening in the plot at some point. And so I am pretty okay. excited to see like what that entails, because I don't know. I, right. I, I I haven't had that spoiled for me. Sure. So, yeah, still playing Kingdom Hearts. I'm still enjoying it. I'm uh, creeping ever closer to being able to play Kingdom Hearts 3. and like I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I am too. again, just because like I played nothing of that game. I played so little of Kingdom Hearts 3 mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just interested to see where that goes. Every clip that I've seen of it, I'm like, damn, that looks really good compared to like every other game that I've played in the series. like visually, sure. yeah, visuals are, are quite good. Most of these are either PS2 games or PSP or 3DS games and like they look fine, right? Like they're not bad, but it's quite a step up. In, in the newer sure, one definitely so yeah i'm excited to do it although i still have uh the the like aqua chapter that i need to play before i can fully get there so in dreamtosh distance there's an aqua chapter no there's like a uh there's like a kind of mini game not a mini game but like a small game uh uh-huh. it's like a prequel to three like just right before three there's like a chapter that you can play of aqua oh i don't know where she is but the there's darkness. something. darkness I that's my assumption. I think it's called a fragmentary passage is the name of that game. It's Kingdom Hearts 0. 0.2. <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly, man. It's nothing. Where do you even play it? When did it um, get released? How did it get I released? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, but it is in the like collection that contains Dream Drop Distance, the Fragmentary Passage, and Back Chapter or something like that, which I think is just like a cutscene from Kingdom Hearts Chi or X, or whatever it is, there was like a phone game that I think that that one is... Back chapter. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) So ridiculous anyways. Yeah, it's it's a wild ride, man. Mm -hmm. Anyway, looking forward to it. Cool. Okay, here we go. Fire Emblem Engaged. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Real quick. History Mm -hmm. with the series. I've played most of the Fire Emblem games that have come out in the West, starting with... I can't remember if it was the Sacred Stones or whichever was the first one to come out on GBA, one of those. Mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed them the whole time through. And especially early on within the Game Boy era, it was like, I liked the story that they were telling, but I was really just there for like the game. I found the game really satisfying and like fun to have like a tactic tactics game that was not horribly deep, right? Like I didn't have to like install a new graphics card to play like this gigantic 4X game on my On my computer It's just like Some people (laughs) That I control And I I even found it A little bit more engaging Than the Advanced Wars stuff Even though I did like That game quite a bit Like Advanced Wars Mm -hmm. Required a little bit more Like I need to think out What I'm doing In the long term Rather than like I'm gonna pick my best friends And the guy who (laughs) has The cool sword And the girl who has The sick (laughs) armor and bow And like Uh I'm gonna Take them into the battle And that's like That sometimes worked right Especially earlier on Those series were Pretty hard But you know It was was still incredibly fun Mm -hmm. And as the series moved on uh, I didn't play Path of Radiance when it came out, which is the GameCube one, but played the rest of them. There was a bunch that came out on like the DS and 3DS era. I really liked Awakening, which was the one on 3DS. And uh, of course, like Three Houses was this like very big watershed moment for the series. It it felt Mm -hmm. like they were suddenly like taking it seriously. Like we have this very good base game of tactics and uh this kind of like battle system that works really well and is really satisfying and they're like let's like say something or like have a story here or uh, mm-hmm. even if you disagree with that the characters are very interesting and a lot more rounded out than they were in any of the other series as much as like there are characters in those other games like three houses were like a, a far cry as far as how much better the writing was mm-hmm. playing through those games and playing through uh, like something like persona and being able to like talk to my friends about that and stuff and say like, Hey, I, I know you might not love the veneer of anime that like mm-hmm. some of these games have, but like, there's a lot going on in there that I think is really, really good, especially with those games. Right. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the the games didn't rely on those kind of tropes. It was just like, it, it looks like an anime style, right? Like visually it looks like that, but the writing is great. It doesn't rely on the same sort of, like, tropes that you may not enjoy at all. And so it felt really good to play through those. Fire Emblem Engage has uh, decided that, actually, what if we just did all the anime tropes and didn't have very good characters (laughs) at all? Oh, no. (laughs) And it is bizarre. So because... I have been playing the series for so long like there's still a lot that I'm really enjoying about this like the the tactics part of it has never felt better for me wow. it's really satisfying it's really great they've just like honed it down to such a good level the the kind of like I guess gimmick mechanic if you want to call it that is that you can give a bunch of characters these like different rings that allow them to sort of like fuse or summon characters from other Fire Emblem games to like be sure. their homie for a second and everyone's here everyone's here so you can have more and roy and sigurd and like all your friends uh, i think there's 12 rings in total you can have them like be uh like a part of your your troop right like your friends and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so like that's really interesting because it adds this dynamic of being able to kind of like mix and match different play styles right like roy or ike are very like aggressive and physical damage based people so like how does that square with if you put them with like a magician or something like that or an archer mm-hmm. right like the archer doesn't have the ability to use a sword, but if you put a uh, Marth on them, they do all of a sudden. So like, how does that change your play style? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Not to mention they have a bunch of stuff in the game that forces you to think about your positioning a little bit differently. Like all the other Fire Emblem games, it's like you have more armor if you're in the forest or if you're on top of a castle or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they also have these little like squares where uh, it's, it's like seemingly random. Um, it's like if you stand here, you'll get an item or you'll get a little bit of boost for your experience or something like that. And so you're sort of encouraged to go get those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that might put you in sort of a weird position with the rest of the like forces coming at you. And so you kind of have to like grapple with like, all right, this isn't the best decision tactically to like put this person over here. But if I do, then they might reward me with something that I like, or I'll get more points for this. Like, is that worth it? How can I compensate for that kind of bad positioning with good positioning in another place? Um, and so like the tactics part of it adds up to like really good stuff uh, and really satisfying gameplay that like, if the series had gone from even awakening directly to this, I'd be like, yeah, great. Like it's, it's totally great, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. It went to three houses between there. And like the the contrast is just so stark. It's sure. so hard not to compare those games to each other. And like mm-hmm. I was talking about this, I think in a Discord or something, but it, it would be as if like in God of War Ragnarok, you popped it open and Kratos is like the guy from God of War 3 all of a sudden again. You're like, <laughs> wait, like, wait a second, dude. Like there was Hold a lot of game <laughs> that we just did where that was not the case. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I get that some of it is a stylistic choice, right? Like a lot of the scenes have that kind of like anime voice over sort of stuff of like, Oh, it's a divine dragon. I can't believe you're here. Just Oh, please grace me with your presence. Like all that sort of stuff is just like, God, sure. yeah. Like it's a little rough and like too much for you. It's a little bit much. And like, Hey, I, I watch anime. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. But like, everything else is rough. Like there's just like so much male gazy shit with the character designs that Mm. are like totally unrealistic and like not just just bizarre and strange. The kind of to what I was saying before, like if you had all of that and you still had a story that I found like compelling or characters that I found like really deep, I think you could get get away with it. There's an argument to be made there, but like I'm just not finding that. And that that could be a personal thing. That could be that I want a story that is more grounded in in the way that Three Houses was. It's probably telling that I'm comparing it to God of War, a story that like is wild and the stakes are crazy. Like the, the focus of those games is the characters and the grounded story that they're having of like this conflict between a father and a son and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's 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 pretty wild to compare the two of them. Mm-hmm. And of different course games, like it seems like very different very games. different games yeah i i know that there's been some reporting that these games were being developed like at the same time so mm-hmm. like you couldn't necessarily learn the lessons from three from three houses that you did sure to take on to this one or you couldn't have seen the response right because it's like well mm-hmm. th- that game came out x many years ago but we were already this far into the game we can't just like make a right turn and suddenly change the whole course of it yeah but still it's it's Pretty tough to compare the two next to each other i don't think this is a bad game i don't think this is a bad game at all mm-hmm. but i think like the in my brain the whole time i'm like yeah i kind of miss three houses i i think i kind of still prefer that one and and not to mention i'm th- this may change this like opinion of so far the collection of heroes that you're doing does not feel particularly significant narratively Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I think that's just like mm-hmm. such a missed opportunity because like, <laughs> again, not every game has to be this, but like final fantasy seven remake is grappling with the history of final fantasy and God of war is grappling with the history of God of war. And like in a game where your mechanics are so specifically saying like, we are bringing Calling all these heroes. Yeah, yeah. Like it is specifically tied around the history of the game. I'm like, please man, like in engage with that a little bit, you know, (laughs) like you called them out. Yeah. Because I think there's such a cool opportunity to do that. Right. Like what is it, what does it say to have these people that you're fighting with that you've known for so long? Right. Like, or that are in this world, kind of fictional, right? Like they're for all intents and purposes, not like quote unquote real people, even Mm -hmm. though they may, they, they haven't really explained it. I don't think they've said like these people used to exist. It's just like, they're kind of like this God that you're praying to, really. Interesting. Um, sort of, yeah. Like it's like Deities. the spirit of the spirit of this, the spirit of that, or whatever. And so, like for all, like I said, for all intents and purposes, these are stories and myths that these rings are are inhabiting. And so, I, I I hope that they do something with that. There's a not not major character, but there's like a death around one of the recent scenes that I had, mm-hmm. and I was like, how cool would it be if they like took that person and immortalized them with some kind of ring or something like oh yeah because you could have a commentary about like what death means and what it means to remember someone and like Mm -hmm. fight with them you know like there's something there that could be said and maybe they will i hope they do um, I, I haven't beaten the game, so I don't know this for sure, but like that, yeah, that when I'm playing it, I'm just like, man, please like, please do something with this because it feels a lot less like digging into like what the franchise's past is and like uh-huh. why people connect with these characters and more sort of just like collecting Funko pops. And like that <laughs> doesn't feel great <laughs> in, in a game. Oh man. Not to mention, like they immediately announced like, Hey, here's day one DLC. If you want to get like the three houses, like. Leaders and stuff like that. Oh. And so it's even more Funko Poppy, right? Like it's like sure. just buy some stuff. Them all. Yeah. Everyone's here for a prize. <laughs> yes. Uh, And so, yeah, it it feels like an act when you're when you're gathering these things, it feels a lot more logistical and like not explicitly consumerist, but that's sort of like where my head's at when I'm doing this rather than like, let's remember all these like heroes from these other games and what they represent, Mm -hmm. what what they bring to the table and like how the act of remembering and bringing them into the like present moment helps us as people who are alive. Yeah, because I think like that's kind of the subtext, but it certainly isn't the text. (laughs) and I, just, I, mm-hmm. I I hope that it builds to something that says anything but right now yeah it's just like here are some people that you can get in the game it's just it's just fun it's just there for fun I think so yeah it's it's just kind of a neat little mechanic and like mm-hmm. again i'm I'm not trying to come off as like, I need everything to be high art or anything like that. I don't, like, I don't give a shit, right? Like, sure, it's it's fine if you want to, but I think just the, the fact that this series at some point was doing that kind of stuff, or at least like firing on some more, some higher writing cylinders, uh, draws contrast to this. It, it makes me think like, if this series wasn't known for any of that, I wouldn't care. Cause like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. know, know that it could do that. And it's only because i like this series so much and i like those other games so much that it rubs me in the the wrong way right like sure. we constantly cover games that are okay and that's mm-hmm. fine right like i don't mm-hmm. i don't need every game to be perfect but for but i love this series and i want it to be really really good and i see how it could i they have done it very very good yeah. and so like i'm like please please like i, I need y'all to <laughs> get it right here because damn the series can be incredible maybe with their next game They know that maybe they'll try to combine these two in the next game, these two, these two types of games. I think that's the hope. Um, I I think like they've, like I said, they've still got great tactical stuff in there. Like it's still really good. The game is still fun. I'm still playing a lot of it. Um, but oftentimes like moving through dialogue pretty quickly or like, I don't need to, you know, play that, that scene out. Which is how the first time I played three houses, how I played it, because like, I'm just used to that from the series. And it wasn't until like I was actually like reading through this like, damn, is this actually fucking good? (laughs) (laughs) Like, hold, hold on. Yeah. Wait a second. Are they saying something? I had to like relearn how to play the series because they were doing different stuff. Whereas this one is kind of, it, it's asking me to unlearn those lessons that they taught in three houses mm. and I am reluctant to do so. I'm like, I would like to engage with this wink, nod, pun, rim shot but uh yeah it's it's interesting like i said i don't think it's a bad game i'm not like here to dunk on it or like you know be overly negative about it but loving it as much as i do i'm like do we really need to have like the big titty anime girls in this one can we just like do some cool writing instead have they never not had those anime girls in them they certainly have i think it's just turned up to 11 sometimes in this Mm, one it's more more in your face More egregious, yeah, and like there are much more egregious anime stuff out there, sure. But for a series that I'm like, you, I know you guys know how to do this, I know you (laughs) know how to make character models that aren't (laughs) wild and outlandish. Chase is the teacher grading a kid's uh report where he's like, (laughs) I know you can do better than this, like, give me a good A or an awful F, like in this Mm. series, the Mrs. Thompson route, yeah, man, definitely. Don't Maybe give it. me a C. No. Boring. It's just, it's kind of disappointing in a way. Like I know, mm-hmm. I know they can do better. I've seen them do better. I can't even make fun of it for it be bad, you know? I can't even enjoy the bad parts. <laughs> like <laughs> in a lot of the bad games we play, I still kind of like the shitty parts because that's at least fun. It's true. It's true. Um, and it can't be kind of way. It's like, okay, this is just so bad. It's good. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like my, I think my threshold for that is pretty high. Yeah. It's, it's been, an, it's been a really weird play and is one of those games that I'm sure I will finish. Like mm. it is not going to stop me from playing this game because I still really, like I said, I love the tactics. It's really great. Mm-hmm. The actual video game is very fun, but the the stuff that they've layered on top of it is not as good. So conflicted, David. I hope that was pod enough. I hope that didn't get too negative. That was fine. You know, you were you were you are grappling with disappointment in a very yes. healthy way. I don't blame the developers. Let me say that as well. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're trying something new, and and for me it didn't hit. Yeah, like I know. I never want to blame the creative forces behind any of this. I mean, it sounds like it's still mechanically a good game. It's it just, is. You, do, you just yeah. you just you just want more from a Fire Emblem game at this point. Yes, because the bar has been set so high. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, if if God of War Ragnarok was a real clunker and like parts of it were a little weird, but like if it was like a genuinely worse game, it mm-hmm. would have been like, shit, man, that stinks because like 2018 was so good. Mm. And like, it, you know, on either direction, if the mechanics were not good, like if it suddenly went back to playing like the 2002 version of God of War, it would all be like, what happened? Or if Kratos was, you know, screaming, Ares, I'm going to kick your ass again. Wait, I'm coming <laughs> back for you. This is God of War Engage now. Instead yes. of becoming his <laughs> old characters, he summons them to kill them again. <laughs> Isn't it cool? Don't we all like it still? Isn't it cool me brutally murdering, murdering someone in vengeance and rage? Collect all three Kratoses for $29.99. <laughs> it's only $10 a Kratos. Don't want to lose money on this. <laughs> you never know if they're going to be rare next year. Could be rare. Anyway, David, this will all bring me to my optimistic thing of the week. Which is? Old games still existing david okay Sure. for for all of that you know what i still can do what i can still play three houses if i want to it's still out there you you sure can i am like not one of the people that subscribes to like this new thing ruined a series or anything like that no definitely Mm -hmm. didn't like you still got it it's still in there or like somebody saying like you know uh the the last of us two is ruined to the last of us one like no dog it's still good so that's why it's still there yeah you can it still, still exist it. within itself and like this isn't to speak of the whole uh conversation around games preservation it's it's a it's a bad spot it's tough to preserve games it seems and people mm-hmm. are not investing in doing it but still the they're for the most part games still exist in some form or another uh, and you can go play them they're still fun mm-hmm. they're still there. good kingdom hearts is still good yeah kingdom hearts is still good one was was shocking i'm really excited to see how it lands on you i would be interested i'm gonna be interested I mean yeah. nostalgia is going to carry it pretty hard I think. Yeah, I I mean like I it's so hard to divorce yourself from that. I I tried as hard as I could to take myself my my 2004 playthrough of it off of this mm-hmm. one, but even that I think was impossible and also at the end of the game when you go to a certain location i was like oh my god like i am returning to destiny islands like this is absolutely <laughs> bananas i grew up here as a kid and i'm returning to it as a 31 year old and look at how this place has been destroyed by ansem like it was you it was bastards. a wild experience man <laughs> So I'm excited this for you game to hurt my childhood and then restored it it was it was just so wild because like When I was a kid, that was even a pretty moving experience to go back there Mm -hmm. to like when you're fighting Ansem. It's like, shit, I'm back at like the the idyllic place that I started this game in. Mm -hmm. But it's like been kind of ravaged. And like I've I've been so many other places that I don't even know Mm -hmm. how to look at it anymore. Right. And like that is the description of me playing Kingdom Hearts 1 as a 32-year-old guy. It really did serve as a great metaphor for once you leave childhood it's kind of just there in your memory yeah you can never go home like it's it, yeah it is a it is a fictional place now that hits hard it's fucking crazy man <laughs> i'm survive. telling you kingdom hearts <laughs> one is really good no I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to playing it i'm looking forward to mallory's confused looks at me as i'm playing this game again because she yeah. saw me slog through kingdom hearts three and she <laughs> thought it was done hearing Donald and Goofy shouting things on the TV <laughs> <laughs> yeah M has not been particularly happy about the amount of weird Disney characters and soar going fire for a, a month now that is that's a lot of that's a lot of Kingdom Hearts to listen to it's so much yeah and like it is not a fun game auditorily if you're not playing it <laughs> if it's just the <laughs> audio of it it's really repetitive and you really hear the same chirps over and over again yeah. Yeah, most definitely. It gets gets repetitive. Uh, Do you have something fueling your sense of optimism this week, David? Yes. My optimistic thing of the week Uh is the coming year in gaming. There's a lot. There's a lot coming out this year. I just watched some random video on YouTube of all the games that were announced for this year and also expected to be announced for this year and it kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety because I'm just like (laughs) I want to play all of these but I absolutely know I do not have enough free time to play all these games to the extent that I want to play them. It's like Starfield's coming out, the new Zelda's coming out, Silk Song's coming out, Resident Evil 4 is coming out. That's just off the top of my head and those are all, that's that's, that's a bunch of meaty games right there. There's a lot of stuff coming out this year not buying hogwarts legacy because i ain't fucking giving money to no turf dave uh (laughs) i'm I'm pretty excited for like a dragon ishin which is apparently Mm -hmm. a game that uh, did not come out in the west uh but is looks like yakuza and i will play that star wars jedi survivor i will be playing that yeah resident evil 4 remake I'm interested in the System Shock remake, although I have very kind of middle expectations for that one. Yeah. April, David, Game of the Year is coming out. What is it? The Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Ooh, I mean, that's going to be a big one for you. (laughs) I'm so excited. Uh, Yeah, so you got Tears of the Kingdom coming out in May. I'm pretty excited for Street Fighter 6. That'll Mm. be interesting. Changing up the formula, right? I think a little bit. I'm I'm hoping, every time a Street Fighter comes out, I'm like, I wonder if this is the one that I'm going to be having fun with. Is it my turn to have fun now? Mommy said it was my turn to play the Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 comes out in June. That's Ooh. bananas. Baldur's Gate comes out in August. mm Gate? That's just for PC, though. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Gate. <sighs> Gate. Yeah. Supposedly the second version of the, or the second entry in the the Final Fantasy like remake is coming out in October. Mm-hmm. I will believe that when I see it. I'm, I'm not convinced that it's coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm also not convinced about Hollow Knight. So song? Yeah. They said, yes, it's coming out this year. But man, I have been fooled before, David. It's been in development for a while. Yeah, it has. I'm I'm also weirdly excited about the the Forza Motorsport reboot. They're like totally restarting it with just Forza Motorsport again. I'm into that. Yeah. I, I, I've loved every one of those games. so I'm interested in what like a new sort of take on that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Starfield. I'm God. I'm, I'm. I really hope that game is good. I'm stoked for it. I, I am too. I, I just like. I want Bethesda to nail another one. Yeah, it's been a while since they've na- since Skyrim, which was their I don't last think so, yeah big nailing. I don't think since Skyrim has there been a, a, a good of a Bethesda game for me at least. Yeah, same. I was not a huge fan of Fallout Four. It was like fine, but it it w- it wasn't the kind of shocking experience that like those games up to that point had been. Yeah like Skyrim was a watershed it was like the yeah. the biggest thing for a couple years at the very least it, i mean it's still good and it not even to mention like i i still think that oblivion is a very very good game so mm-hmm. i'm i'm wondering if it's just like do i just not like fallout is fallout harder to do than the rest of these or something i, I loved know. fallout 3 Three was good. I had, a, I had a great time with three. But Fallout 4 just never did it for me. I don't know what it was. My piping hot gaming take is that I don't really love New Vegas. And like... Uh, you've, you've said this before. And I know that that is a just like blasphemous thing to speak into the internet. But I've tried so many times to play that game. Mm-hmm. And it just it never really grips me in the way that I want it to. Never lands for you. Hey, that's, yeah. just, that's just you. You're just your me. opinion. Anyway, lots of video games, David. It's going to be an overwhelming year, potentially, if all these I'm games so actually excited. come out. I already got my backlogged account ready to roll. With the best games I've played so far of 2023, I make one of those it's really helpful. It is genuinely pretty helpful. Outside of like me just looking at like oh this was fun to play this or I liked that or yada yada yada, mm-hmm. it's very easy to be able to see like what did I play this year or like what did I play recently or anything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Also, just to see the sheer amount of video games total games played, that's a fun number, David. How many was it last year? Oh, I'm talking like career wise, how many? Ooh. How many games? How many on backlogged? 1503 David 1500 <laughs> You're 32? Yeah man. Damn. I've g- done the calculations a- and that's a lot of video games every year of your <laughs> that life. That is a good amount of gaming. <laughs> uh, you get like you got to take into consideration that a lot of these are like either indie games or like games from the SNES era that I played Phone all games at once. Snake, Flappy Bird. Snake. I'm sure Snake and Flappy Bird are in there. But still, a lot of games. It's a lot of games prolific gamer chase alby i got to play him man i get it i, I, get I it. want to play the games hey do you want to move on to our main thing david yeah let's do it hey it's good games it's the segment where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear and gush all the things that we love about them we're talking about video games david <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was that that took so long uh, my brain turned off for a second mm, i get it sometimes i'm putting down the railway tracks directly in front of me as i'm speaking uh-huh and every now and then i they just stop i don't have enough your hand just and slips to, and you just go fall in face first i have to wait a second for more train tracks mm. gotta reboot uh but we are playing games that our listeners have suggested right now and uh we have another one uh this was suggested i think it's either by carl f or Carl. I'm not sure which hmm. that's I'm either showing my non like German or Scandinavian ass or uh, this the person's name is Carl F. I don't I don't know which, but regardless, thank you for your suggestion of yeah. the long dark is yeah. the one we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right into us what what the pronunciation of your, of your name is because you have, you suggested another game and I'm sure eventually we will get there and I don't want to fuck it up twice. Mm-hmm. However, uh, yeah, they suggested the Long Dark and we played that one. This is a recent game. It is a recent game. Had you heard anything about this one, David? Oh, like very much just on the periphery. I i had heard about it and like read the name somewhere, but I had never really known what it was about actually. No. Yeah. I don't know that my brain really like knew what this game was. Like I Googled it and I'm like, I don't know that I've seen this before, which is bizarre mm-hmm. given just like how much gaming stuff I'm paying attention to. So you're in it. I'm in it, but not for this one, apparently. But it was cool. <laughs> I I was excited to play a game that I had never heard of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before we get too far, David. Yes. Can I hit you with a few of those oh-so-juicy, hot stats? Yeah, I want you to... (laughs) Make it rain on me with the stats right now. Okay. Yeah. We're getting some weird energy with the stats today. Here we go. Hot stats. Sometimes I just feel like when, like I've done a part of the show so often that I'm phoning it in. And Mm -hmm. so I need to do something different, which I Mm -hmm. think is where some of the chaos energy comes in. Hot stats. Hot stats. So the long dark. It had its full release in 2017. Oh, I think uh, like PC, PlayStation 4, all that stuff. A six-year-old game. Yeah, uh, which oh, yeah yeah yeah. I was gonna say this feels like a recent game, but six is not six that not recent. recent. Yeah, <laughs> they have been like putting out more content for this though since then, so it's not like mm-hmm. that's the the last time it had its its update. Um, but it had been in alpha since 2014, so it was. Around for quite a while. This was built by Hinterland Studios, which is this studio's first game, but so far as I can tell, unless they have some unpublished stuff out there. But yeah, it was, I think, founded by a couple of like ex game industry people. Raphael von Lierop, I think is how you say it. He's this dude who was like, I don't really love the way that games are being made or the games that are being made specifically. And so like, let's go make a different thing. Mm-hmm. And so they did that. I, I think the studio, if LinkedIn is to be trusted, which it isn't, but uh, you if, never know. if you want to take some numbers off LinkedIn, it looks like, I don't know, a little, a little under 100 people work there. So like, it's not a tiny, tiny studio, but not huge either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is, this is their first game that has been published. Uh, but it looks like it was, they've been working on it for like 10 years. Like it's kind of a longer endeavor. Whoa, 10 years? Yeah, because I think like... They, it came out in alpha in 2014. I think they started work on it in 2012 and like they're still putting stuff out. So they're still working on it. That's impressive. Hats off to them. That's a labor of love at that point. Truly. And I I did like, I I can't confirm this. Obviously I don't work there, but uh, they did start the game at least on pc with like this is made by people without crunch and like under like equitable and fair standards you know like it, it seems like a company that is trying to be very conscious of the games and how they're made wow. and so i hope that that is true i hope that they're that's not just like i i hope it's real this is the point one of the few instances of a lawful good game company they're out there you love to see it you also love to see a review of the long dark by <laughs> four players.de. denmark i think deutschland deutschland i think German is the, this outlet. They uh, reviewed Long Dark, and I have taken it and mangled it through Google Translate a number of times, uh, going from one language into another and eventually arriving back in English uh, to you know, get an, artist, an artistic take mm. on this one. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, let me read for you what they had to say. Despite reports of regional weaknesses, weather in the Canadian wilderness remains a warning with strong winds and snow. He dies a bittersweet death. At worst, the direction of events should be thrown off, creating a truly diverse artistic environment. Kona is good, especially with only two courses to go back and play. Mechanical and technical errors are also weaknesses in the competition, but if you're looking for survival adventures, open spaces and challenges, that's fine. 78 out of 100. <laughs> Man, that's fine. <laughs> it was building so much to, Yeah, it's it's fine too long didn't read that's fine 78 (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't even say it's fine referring to the game it just says like yeah that's fine that you're looking for that yeah (laughs) that's funny what's this video game david this video game is a first person survival game so you are you are a a man who is lost Mm -hmm. in the canadian north the wilderness Mm -hmm. after a plane crash and you must survive based off of just what you have on you and what's in the plane and then what you are able to forage and use in the world around you. Thankfully, yep. you know how to do basic things like start a campfire and, and stuff like that and how to hit cute little rabbits with stones and uh, mangle them and eat them. But yeah, the game is, yeah, you're, you're trying to survive and you're also at the same time trying to figure out where your, I'm guessing, ex-wife is and 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 just kind of unraveling the story of what the heck happened and why your plane went down because there's some weird magnetic anomaly that happened mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's kind of an interesting uh very kind of realistic story with some undertones of sci-fi a little bit in there it is in there which is nice i i really appreciate that it's not like heavy-handed but it is in there absolutely yeah that's that's it. Did you did you play story mode or were you playing survival mode? I played story mode. This, this is good because I played survival mode. So oh. I didn't get the sto- the the uh, the ex-wife survivor thing. Oh, you didn't get that, huh? No, no none of that. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear what story mode is. It's the authored story for the game, Chase, please. Yeah. Was this not the original way to play the game? <laughs> no, they they had survival out like a long time before they had story mode out mm. at all. Do you want like a, a brief recap? I didn't get super far, but yeah, it's fine. Just like what, what what was the game loop? Like, what happened when you were playing it in the first, like, hour or two? I crashed the plane. Mm-hmm. I crashed in the plane. And I had, like, some stuff with me that I had chosen to take on the plane with me. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I had some first aid available. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much just like, go and find go and find your ex-wife. She's somewhere. She's got some mysterious case that she's trying to take this village out in yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And there's a grumpy old lady in a cabin. Blind grumpy old lady in a cabin. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't tell you it doesn't tell you too much. Like it gives you a lot in the beginning. Yeah. Of like their relationship and kind of characterizing Mackenzie. I don't know if you're you if you even have a name in the survival mode. Nothing, but like you're playing yeah. as Mackenzie and they have some sort of sordid past of being married and i guessing like one of their kids like a child died or something like that that they had and they, mm-hmm. they separated eventually. Yeah. And then the first couple hours of the game it's just survive, you know? It gets dark. You have to go find yeah. shelter. Just And you're also at the same time just trying to keep on going down this pathway that's pretty kind of clearly shown to you to this village and just kind of unraveling mysteries and finding clues as to what is actually going on here. That's that sounds pretty similar, honestly. Like the I I obviously didn't get the like story stuff, but the the loop of like you have come to a place and you kind of have to like find how to survive here. Yeah. Sounds really similar. And like just how Mm -hmm. little they give you too. Yeah, it's not much they give you, honestly they they just like kind of throw you out there and like okay figure it out. It's windy yeah. here so you probably shouldn't set up camp. It's very cold and you look at your hands and they are like frostbitten. It's like oh god. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it sounds it's sounds similar. Like in in the survival mode you you don't really see any of the crash. You just like spawn in the snow. Mm -hmm. And they have a bunch of different like levels in in the game. But the one that I was playing that's like kind of near a little town. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I ended up doing was just like, or like, I'm just going to go to town and see if like, how much stuff can I scavenge? And like, which of these houses is going to provide me with like the best place to kind of like hang until I can, you know, get a little bit more self-sustaining, which was cool. I like, I initially this game was very frightening to me like very scary yes yeah i agree (laughs) i think because like they're like i've never really encountered this level of like nature danger that (laughs) that it presents you know like similar to stranger danger but nature danger nature danger like you know it's cold but like you you get it right like if you've ever been in a cold place mm-hmm. or like had to walk somewhere when you didn't expect to or like your power went out or something it's pretty immediately clear like wow this would be tough to just do this yeah <laughs> you know yeah all the time like oh you take for granted electricity that's for damn sure so many things like i i i do appreciate i guess we can talk about what we like about this game i do appreciate the game's commitment to every detail being thought through of like, what can you do in the dark? what can you do outside? What mm-hmm. can you do during the daytime? Like I, one of the things that I ran into in the games that like, you have to sleep, like your energy goes down and eventually I uh-huh. have to, like go to bed. And I kept not timing it correctly where like, I don't have a flashlight and I didn't have like, I, I hadn't built a torch yet. And so like, I couldn't really go out at nighttime. Also, it got really fucking cold. So like, so cold I'm not really going to go out there. Um, and so like, okay, I guess we'll just hang in one of these houses. So like, I'm going to build a fire in one of the fireplaces. Cause like, like one of them had a fireplace, which will. Uh, you know, keep my warmth up at nighttime. Mm-hmm. But I oftentimes would sleep and wake up way too early. I'm I'm up at like, you know, five or six in the morning where there isn't sunlight yet. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I probably shouldn't go outside because it's still really fucking cold. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just read a book because um, there's like books that'll help your like skills go up. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, dog, it's too dark. You can't read the book. I'm like, oh, my God. So of course. Like, <laughs> I can't just turn on a light next to the bed to read it. Uh-huh. And so I have to go downstairs and, like, make a fire so I can read next to the fire so I can, like, see it and shit mm. like that. Which, like I said, initially frightening because, like, it, it triggers into the survival part of my lizard brain that's like, <laughs> yes, this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's the same fear that I get in Subnautica when I hear a yeah. big low groan out in C- the dark Cthulhu depths. Cthulhu out there somewhere <laughs> lurking. <laughs> yeah. Is there a Cthulhu out there <laughs> in the dark? Y'all got Cthulhu's Y'all got Cthulhu's Yeah so it was That part of it was frightening But it quickly became This like kind of Satisfying loop Of like all right, well I get the I'm starting to understand The rules of this world A little bit more Mm -hmm. So what can I do To like survive here Yeah Because initially I was just like Going into every house Eating every bag of chips And then (laughs) Just like like a ravenous man Yeah just trying to Get through the day (laughs) but eventually it was like, okay, if I can set up shop in one place and like uh, figure out how, like how much snow do I need to burn per day to like get enough water to make it through the next day. And like how much time does that consume of mine versus like how much wood does that take to like do that? Mm -hmm. And then also, like you said, like, how do I go hunting? How do I catch some rabbits to like yep. feed myself and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Which like the terror in the beginning, at least for me, was mirrored by this kind of sense of satisfaction of like, I'm doing it. I don't need the chips in the house right now. Like I can go hunt. I don't and need processed food. I'm going to hunt. I'm independent yeah, man. Like I think there is, at least for me, like kind of a modern day fear of like, I wouldn't fucking make it out there, dude. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, like setting up a snare to catch a rabbit i don't know how to do that I know how to code that. I could code that. I can't do that. Um, And so it was kind of like a viscerally satisfying experience to have to have the game be in depth enough to make me feel that way that like I'm doing it. I, I, I've got this. Yeah, it does a good job of making you really have to think through all of these things we take for granted. And yeah. the game seems like it's thought out ahead of time. Like, what is the player going to think to do in this scenario next? And be like, oh, I yeah. no, can't do that. Sorry, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You're not it's yeah. So you have to go and do something else, a little legwork to do that, and you have to harvest your your own wood to make the fire. You got to have some tinder. You got to have some matches. You got to have, and then and then you can do some stuff at night, right? And then you can mm-hmm. figure it out. So it does do a really nice job of doing all that of making you f- yeah. of making you have to get into that mindset of I have to figure out everything pretty much myself, and I got I got a Ron Swanson this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 fun. I'm surprised that they made that fun because there is. I, I mean, I, I definitely agree that this game triggered anxiety within me like most survival games do like subnautica like alone in the dark any of those games even like to an, and to an extent minecraft if you're playing with creepers on oh, oh sure. that's a survival game at, the, at some point the <laughs> sensation in minecraft when you start a new game and you're like okay i've got this long until nightfall and i have to build something between then and now mm-hmm like otherwise it, i'm it, gonna it, get blown to fuck <laughs> yeah like it triggered, you're totally right, it triggers the same feeling of like, I gotta figure this out before night comes. I need shelter. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like exciting and scary at the same time. Exactly. It's, ex- it's exciting because it is c- a controlled environment. You're not actually in danger, For right? Sure. But this game, I feel like it does a good job of just making you feel cold. It does like the... The the, the visuals aren't amazing, but they're effective. And along with the the sound design, just like the howling of the wind. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, it's really good. And it just like visually, it lets you know, like, this is not a place where you want to be. It doesn't tell you (laughs) like, oh, when it's windy and it's like really blowing snow, you shouldn't be there. You just figure that out. You're like, this is bad. I don't want to be here. I got to go find some, <laughs> some, a cave somewhere to go and, and rest in. And lo and behold, there's a cave around the corner. You can go and rest there and just like deal with it. Make a little, make a little fort, make a little, make a little home for yourself in there. I I, I do like that the levels feel pretty considered with mm-hmm. like where everything is. Like it, you do feel panic when you're like out in the cold somewhere, but I think they're pretty giving with like where they put stuff if you just go a little bit farther there's usually something that you can like grab onto or like a house that you can stay in for the night or whatever i definitely panicked the first time i played oh yeah yeah i made my camp in the middle of a frozen lake <laughs> and i woke up oh, no. and my fire was totally out and i was like almost dying from yeah frostbite and i'm like what have i done and then just <laughs> around the corner was a cave I'm just like, well, I should have been here the whole time. Fuck yeah. that one up. I, I died a few times in this game, mm-hmm. which like you don't respawn. You just die. Yeah. And the, the first time it happened, I was just slamming every piece of food that I encountered because I was like so hungry in the game. Mm-hmm. Immediately got food poisoning and died because like <laughs> I got food poisoning, didn't realize that I had food food poisoning and slept nine hours and died because like all my my numbers went down too long oh my while gosh. I was sleeping and just woke up and was like, Oh my god, I'm dying and then immediately died. That's the uh the into the wild version of the game. Yes, no, exactly. Got the bad diarrhea and died. hmm You had mentioned the the audio design. Apparently, David Chan, um, Bioware's first audio designer worked Ooh. on this game. Ooh. Which is pretty fun. They they had a lot of like talent from other games come in here. Alan Lawrence, formerly of Volition. Marianne Krauski, writer of the God of War series. Ken Rolston, lead designer of The Elder Scrolls, Morrowind. Wow. Like a lot of people worked on it. And I think, like I said, I think you can see some of that. I think the, the audio design is really good, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. The It sounds cold <laughs> in this place. Yeah. It sounds cold and unforgiving. Yeah. Not, I, I think your character does a lot too. They like a, oftentimes are like, ooh, or like, Ah, it's so cold or anything like that, yep. which like goes a long way. Yeah, and I think I mean in the the story version, the guy will be like, "Oh, I'm gonna freeze to death out here." So it sent. Sound, it sounded similar. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the survival one, which yeah it was scary, but at the same time, I was like, "Nice, yeah, this is good." Mm-hmm. My first encounter with wolves was pretty terrifying uh, Mm. with audio. Mm -hmm. God, because like you can you can start to make a map if you want to in this game. Like if you take charcoal, you can like map out like, okay if I go to a new area, you sort of just like draw on the map automatically, like the game just does it. But you just say like, all right, I want to put this place on the map. And uh, at some point I I drew up a map and I saw that like, oh, there's a marker on here for a deer carcass. I want to go see what's going on over there.
1: I wonder if I could
0: get any, any of that deer meat. Uh-huh. Uh that's a bad decision. There's a lot of wolves there. <laughs> and uh I, I, I really appreciate this game because my my first instinct is the game in the game was like, I can't turn my back on this thing. I just have to walk backwards to my house and like stay yeah. there for a little while. Uh-huh. And sure enough, I was like, I wonder if that's true. And then turned around and ran for a second. And the wolf got considerably closer to me while I was had my back to it and while I was running. Oh, sketch. It's sketch. I was like, oh my God, this is horrifying. It has the boo coating. Exactly. Yeah. The, the wolf covered his eyes when I looked at him. He was... <laughs> He wasn't going to be able to do any damage to me, but eventually had to like start like throwing rocks at him to get him to like go farther back because mm-hmm. like I wasn't going to kill him, but just to like kind of spook him a little bit. The rock throwing was difficult. Oh, it was not easy. I did not know <laughs> yeah. how to throw rocks in this game. I wasn't good at it. Not to mention like the only times that you have to throw rocks are when it's like you really got to make it count. You right. have like It's high stakes. Four usually. rocks. I, could, yeah. I couldn't rock the rocks. <laughs> Good, thank you. It's good, David. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting all week to say that one. You you said you had gotten a, a rabbit with a rock. Yes, I actually managed to hit one. But when I say I managed to hit one, I I mean that I hit the ground in front of one, and then it bounced mm. up and hit it in the head, and it mm. squealed. It's a bummer, but at the same time, like it's food, man. It's You're food, In the man. Canadian wilderness. But then it like glitched out. I went up to go and get it, and then it disappeared. <laughs> it was messed up. I was like, God That's doesn't bad. want me to live. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nature for you, man. I'm meant to die out here. Did you? I, I I hadn't encountered a bear. I know that there is a bear that. I did not know. That is a terrifying prospect. Those are murder machines. That's what I'm saying. I hear it's not a good time when you run into one of these What things. kind of bear? Polar? Grizzly? I think probably grizzly. It wasn't a black bear. No, it's too far north of black bears. The little the little fuck boys of the brown of the bear universe. Black bears. <laughs> the fuck boys of the bear world. Black yeah, bears. <laughs> Chilling. Just give them a little spook and mm-hmm. run out of there. Grizzly bears will fuck you up. Yeah. You still maybe have like a 0.01% chance of gr- against a grizzly. You have a 0% chance against a polar bear. You are yeah, done. Polar bears You're no toast. Good. Yeah. Those things are massive. Don't let don't let Coca-Cola fool you. <laughs> don't let big soda fool you. Bears are scary. Polar bears are terrifying. They are not a Christmas icon. Coca-Cola, you can't fool me. I'm still scared of bears. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still scared, Coca-Cola. Don't you tell me how to feel about bears. <laughs> the video game. <laughs> <laughs> yes the game yeah it so like this game got kind of like middling reviews like 70 80 hence us you know uh-huh. covering it in the first place yeah I, I was like pleasantly surprised with the amount of stuff that was in here i like don't always love like what survival games are doing i find them very hit or miss for me uh-huh. but i found this one fun like i think the the scavenging is like pretty fun to do it's like yeah. the the part of the last of us that sometimes is kind of satisfying to just be like ooh, here's here's a little piece of metal that i can use for something right and you really have to like look at the surroundings and the environment. It's <laughs> like, oh, these are there are cattails mixed with all this useless stuff that I can actually harvest. I can eat them, I can use them as tinder. It's great. Yeah, they're like really not highlighting the the world for you. No, they're not. And I I appreciate that, but at the same time, one one small gripe I had with the game is that I would have liked to have been able to pick things up a little bit quicker than I was able to. Like if yeah, I see something yeah. and like I don't I don't want to have to get like all the way over it and then look down and then pick it up if it's on the floor yeah yeah no i'm i'm with you it's if it, it felt like a very methodical game in mm-hmm. its speed like it wants you to go very slow but yeah i'm like i could i could use a little bit quicker here we yeah, can definitely pick this up faster a little quality of life upgrade but, you know, besides that, I thought it was a very well-made game. I like the visuals. Yeah. And like, I don't, you probably didn't experience this, but like the actual cutscenes were were pretty cool and how mm-hmm. they did the art and that it was kind of like a still art photo or picture, mm-hmm. I would say. And then they had like a little bit of motion and like the mouths and like the, the faces, but for the most part, it looked like a painting of some sort or a drawing. So it was a pretty cool style. For sure. That that art style, I think, is in a couple of places. So it's good to hear that that's also in the story. Um, Like the, the inventory screen has like kind of a, like you're saying, like a painterly style to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the like, it's not obvious when you're looking at the world, but like the moon is very painterly, if you ever saw that or anything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It makes it look like just a little bit different and cool. I, th- I thought it was pretty. Yeah. Good game. I enjoyed good it. Good game. It was fun to yeah, play. Yeah, me too. I had, a, I had a good time with this one. I'm glad you played the story mode. It hasn't... It, there's some. There's something going on there. They, the, the, the term quiet apocalypse was out there. That's good. It, it's definitely that, right? Like, I, I think its approach to the apoca- apocalypse is smaller than most games mm-hmm. are. It doesn't give you a lot, right? Like, a lot of it is just like, why is there nobody in this town? Yeah. Why, I like, is it just animals here? Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. Like, you initially you might not ask the question of that but like i think the game is intentional enough that it leaves you enough space to to grapple with that in a way that is pretty fun Mm -hmm. why is there why is there a geothermal storm that crashed this plane what the fuck is that yeah what is going on here mystery which is cool i think that's fun rather than just like and in 2025 there was a really bad thing that happened and then the apocalypse did and that you, here you are, the hero. Was this narrated by Ron Burgundy? Norman, Norman good guy. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks. Um, do you have anything else to say about The Long Dark, David? I enjoyed it. I think it's a fun take on the genre. I like that it counted my calories. I, for some reason, that was kind of fun <laughs> for me. Of just like, this is how many calories it takes to do this and all these other things. And like, it reminded me of, oh, what what was that? There's some survival show I watched with my cousins one time and they're always talking about their calories. Like, that's going to (laughs) take a lot of calories to walk out there. Like, Mm oh yeah, this is real. This is real survivor shit going on here. I just measure that by if I'm hungry or not. (laughs) That's the city boy way of doing it. Am I hungry? Need more calories. That's going to take take about two bags of ketchup chips. Ketchup chips? That's what they had in the game. (laughs) Didn't realize that They looked bad They Ketchup looked chips. bad But you know what Looked fucking good Was the little like Can of beans That you could warm up On top mm-hmm. of some Of the stoves mm-hmm. Those can of beans Look good You could hear it Popping a little bit You can hear it popping <laughs> Yeah the audio design there, but <laughs> like You walk back to camp And you hear them Them beans be popping Baby let's go Just thinking about Them beans David Just thinking just think about Them beans <laughs> I agree with you I also like this game fun one. Thank you, Carl F or Carl. I don't, don't tell me the pronunciation of your name, please. (laughs) We'll say it right next time. I promise. Anyway, good game. Good game. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hello gamers. It's me, your friend Chase, and I'm here to take you through the outro of this podcast. If you want to uh, interact with us, you can do so at podtimism.com. You can see a link to our Twitter there, which I haven't really been posting on. If anybody really misses seeing our announcements, tell us, but I haven't really been doing it just because like Twitter's kind of a bummer right Are now. Are you boycotting Elon? I don't know if I'm necessarily boycotting it. He's just made it such a, a fart of a website right now But like <laughs> I I don't really enjoy being on it. Let's play let's pay for blue. Let's get let's get verified, baby. Oh my god, this is the opposite direction I want to be going. <laughs> um i'm the johnny silverhands of this of this relationship right now wake up kid you gotta get up and we gotta pay for twitter blue so wait for us to get in with elon take him down from the inside daddy's got a shit post daddy has got a shit post imagining keanu reeves saying that line that's pretty good that's, I want to. I tough. would like him to say that into a microphone. He probably has a Cameo account. You think You think he does? You think he's small time enough to get a Cameo? I mean, I, pro- I think he's not small time. He's big time. But like, yeah. if it just takes you two seconds to just record something and you could pay yeah. like, charge like $2,000 for it if you're Keanu Reeves. I know David Hader was on Cameo for a little while, so maybe we could get him as Snake trying to impersonate Johnny Silverhand. I can that. confirm that he is still on cameo because I was looking oh, to get a cameo yeah. of him for your batch party. <laughs> can you even imagine how wild that would have been? It was too late when the when I realized that it was good, <laughs> that it was a possibility. I was like, "Fuck!" I I think that would have like I would have had to pause the LARP and be like, "Guys, <laughs> I I gotta wait a second here." <laughs> yeah, if it was, instead of Emily Alice, it was a. Uh, David Hater, David Hader. David Hader. <laughs> Solid Snake himself giving me the instructions for the LARP. Yeah, I, w- I would have walked in the door like, I can't, I can't do this right now. I'm too starstruck. <laughs> he said my name. <sighs> anyway, yeah, you can do that on our website, uh, podtimism.com. You can suggest a game if you want us to play it, which we will, or you can see what games we've covered. That's also listed on the website if you want to go search in the search bar can type in your favorite game like David Hader's Big Adventure and see if we've covered it which for that one we haven't is that the prequel or the sequel to Sackboy's Big Adventure it's the sequel he turns into David Hader <laughs> in, his, in his adult years he, he takes the sack off and it's just, <laughs> it's David, just David Hader David underneath it's David all the way down and David all the way through. Uh, if you want to help the show, there's a couple things you can do. One of them is leave a review on, I don't know, Appy Podcast, Spotify, any of the ones that you want to. I'll Always see a, a little increase in those, which I always appreciate. My heart is always warmed. Uh, and it helps spread the word of this show, which, you know, if you like, it's nice to spread it around. It's nice to share that with other people. So uh, that's not a selfish thing, but more just like, hey, we appreciate you doing this. Mm-hmm. I phrased that all really weird. I don't know what that was. Uh, we appreciate when you do that. Thank you. It was sincerity. It was great. <laughs> it was sincerity. And I'm just, I wasn't exactly sure what the thrust of it was when I started it. So, mm. uh, like I said, when, when I do a bit too much or when I've said the same thing over and over again, I just have to add chaos in there. And sometimes I get the hot dog finger universe. <sighs> um, man, I need to watch that movie again. It was so good. I was David, uh, both me and my wife sobbed during the movie. Not like it was emotional. It was not like a little ha. I'm a little sad, I'm crying a little bit, but like full like uh, uh uh-huh. like, so wild. Now like the oh man, his his little monologue about being mm, a kind mm-hmm. man and like that's the way that he is being like brave for this world. I was like yeah. that is that's our podcast. I know. That's that, that <laughs> I was like, wondering if that, so good. I was wondering if that was gonna hit you in the same way If like I'm not naive to this world. I know what it is and mm-hmm. know like how hard it can be. I'm not just willfully ignorant. This yeah. is how I fight it. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. It was beautiful. Yeah, dude. That was like the first that was like one of the most seen I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> yeah (laughs) with a movie of like like, a character in a movie i'm like this guy fucking gets it this is the hard thing to do but it's the right thing to do which it's i I just don't know that i see that expressed very often no never that's the first time i've seen that in like a mainstream anything where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm good and people make fun of me, but I'm okay with that because I'm just, this is how I'm fighting against just the indifference and meanness of the world. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It was great. It was a very good movie. Anyway, this has been a movie podcast for 10 seconds. Um mm-hmm. an- Another very common podcast type, but hey, we're glad that you listen to this one, another video game podcast, because mm-hmm. you could choose to listen to a bunch of other ones, but you don't, or maybe you do, but currently you're listening to this one. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. Appreciate your participation, your listenership and all sorts of stuff. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. You. Hey, scout. Great work on the fucking artwork, man. It looks great. Yeah. So good. So good. It owns. Very, that's so nice. We said it once and it was concise. So nice. It was concise. I like that. Oh, uh, if you want to check out what Scout does, you can check her out a number of places. She's usually at Humble Goat on most of the internet. If you want to go check out her Ko-Fi, it's ko-fi.com slash Humble Goat. And sometimes their commissions are open or you can buy stuff from her store. That's also, there's a link there. You can do mm. that too. I think that's it. You can share You can share the show with a friend if you want to. That would That's a helpful way to grow and you don't have to if you don't want to that's that's another thing. that's cool too <laughs> that's cool too <laughs> that, that's that's another thing that's another thing <laughs> do you have any gaming wisdom yeah i do if you're out in the wilderness, mm. counting your calories might be a beneficial thing to do. Yeah. At least keeping track out there, man. It's tough. But in real life, it's usually not the best way to help yourself. Yeah. It might lead to some like kind of tough behavior or yeah. tendencies. Focus, focus on your focus on your behaviors and small things you can change if that's what you're trying to do. Don't worry. Don't worry yeah, about man. all that stuff. Don't worry about the calorie counting culture. Nah, no, it's not it's bullshit. For the old mental health. No. A, you're beautiful. B, you're very worthy of love calories ain't got shit or shat to do with that and all these yeah. people telling you oh, you need to fucking please weight. fuck them also like pizza may be bad for my body but it's good for my soul oh my god i if i didn't have pizza my emotional health would be in the fucking gutter david exactly I that's what i'm pizza. saying it, it, i know yeah. i know it's not good for me but like yeah. it's good for me <laughs> yeah all things in moderation you know? all things in moderation don't eat it every meal, but eat it and enjoy it because it is a pleasure in life to have some pizza. Oh, me, oh my, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not even hungry and I could go for a slice, man. I, th- I think that's the Chase Albee story. I'm not hungry. I could go for a slice is absolutely the Chase Albee story. <laughs> there's, there's no state of being where I'm not ready for a slice. What is there? What what types of pizza would you turn down? Anchovies only? Uh yeah, I mean like if we're talking toppings, there's there's a number of toppings that are kind of rough for mm-hmm. me. I think a, yeah, a real fishy pizza is kind of a challenge. I don't love a mushroom, but the flavor mm. is good. I like the flavor. How do you not love a mushroom but like the flavor? Those seem like you're contradicting yourself. Texture's tough. Texture, I don't love okay. I don't love the mushroom. They can be uh, a little squeaky. A little squeaky, a little chewy. Mm-hmm. It. Whenever I bite into one, I'm like, I wonder if this is what skin would taste like if it was cooked. Skin, skin. Oh, I don't. I don't know why that's where my brain goes. Too many. Too much f- time in the Canadian wilderness or something. Geez. That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like cooked into like a sauce, I'm chill. Like, it, it, it tastes good. That's the thing. It's got that good umami. Uh-huh. But, like, I just, I, for whatever reason, like, mushroom on a pizza doesn't always do it for me. Skin. I know, man. <laughs> it's not great. am just like, I, I wonder if this it. is That's... how Hannibal Lecter feels. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. With a delicious scampi. Chianti? Chianti. Not scampi. Damn, David. Good work, man. It was a good poll. I'm yeah. going to send you a, a pizza with fucking mushrooms and fava beans on it with a Chianti red wine on the side and just let you live your best Hannibal life that's the thing is it like for whatever reason if it doesn't have mushroom on it I'm just gonna be like damn Lecter really did he got it man he got out of there <laughs> he did his thing he did it he wore that face like a champ and fucking they caught Buffalo Bill so like all's well that ends well right oh, all's well that ends well truly that man needed to be put away <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Starling solved the case not her fucking dipshit supervisor who was trying to like slow, slow roll her, take her credit and then oh, be he like was the, the worst. cool guy. It's uh, 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 Again, I'm sorry we're dipping so much into movies, but it didn't strike me the first time I watched that that he was such a chode and it wasn't until the most recent time that I watched him like, this guy's an asshole. What is mm-hmm. this? Yeah, he's the, the he worst. It like, seems like he's coming, he's kind of like a, a normal kind dude and then you're like, Wait, no, he's just trying to take credit for all of her yeah. hard work. This sucks. The awful thing is that, like, that movie was released in what, the 90s? The 80s? Yeah. It was, yeah, I think it was early 90s. I was about to say early 90s, right? And it's like, we've known about these assholes for so long, and yet we still yeah. tolerate them for some reason. Hey, guys, you know what? Silence of the Lambs, pretty fucking good movie. Excellent film. Excellent film. Hottest truly. take. We started with a wild take of Dido being the best solstress of the 90s. Now we're ending with the piping hot. Everything everywhere all at once and silence of the lambs are pretty pretty good pretty good movies. Pretty good movies, honestly. It, 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 <laughs> only made better if you listen to the Dido uh album featuring Thank You on it while watching these films. I would feel like Dido would be featured in Everything Everywhere All At Once at some point. <laughs> yeah, they that could, that easily could have put happen. like a little, a little remix in there. It's not so bad. We're gonna, we're gonna have to figure out how to fade dido into our our outro song here <laughs> it's dido fido dido it's more like it thank you dido for the usage of your song please don't sue us it's so simple and so beautiful at the same time it's so simple and clean david i had a, a patient of mine said simple and clean the other day mm. uh, like she was describing a meal she had she's like it was so simple and so clean i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> It triggered me. Ma'am, give give me a moment. I got to feel some stuff. <laughs> Just let me go into the break room and feel for a second here. I'm going to go <laughs> fall through a dark sky. And think about what like life means to me. Pretty much, oh god, it's such a vibe. Just is I feel like whenever I think about Kingdom Hearts, there's always just like tears, a little bit behind my eyes, or like just in the waiting wings, just ready to come (laughs) out at a moment's notice. If anything, even just like slightly emotional happens, those are your emergency tears. That's what Kingdom Hearts does. My emergency tears are primed and ready during Kingdom Hearts time, (laughs) just in case. Just in case. See you next week, everybody. Yep. See ya.